Hi guys, Air here. Welcome to our Spirituality and Growth Minds podcast. Today I have a superstar for you guys. She is someone that channels her inner Beyonce every single day. I met her probably about nine months ago, I would say, at a charity gala where I had a table and she was the type of woman that came in and I was like, I want her to sit at my table. And I was just like, she was bold. She looked fabulous that night. She had her makeup all done. And I was just like, I got to meet this woman. Like she was still like solo, which I love when a woman shows up to a place on her own. (laughs) She was like, I room and I was just like okay I want her at my table I wanted to talk to her I wanted to get to know her and then she turned around and just immediately made me feel like a celebrity because one of my friends said you know she owns flying with air and she looks at me and she goes like air are like are you air <laughs> this woman is treating me like I'm Taylor Swift, (laughs) right? Like I'm a celebrity. And I just immediately was like, I love this woman. So without me piping her up anymore for her ego for a moment, um, welcome to the show, Siobhan. Thank you so much. Wow, what an intro. Listen, if you ever need a hype man, go get air. I feel like a million bucks right now. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I am Siobhan Elise. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh, goodness, I'm grateful to have you too. Yeah. And then I want to mention, even before we dive into beauty and makeup, because this whole episode is about how makeup can change your face, mm-hmm. but also your mental mindset. I want to put that to the side because I also am a little bit of a spiritual, you know, like fanatic. And tonight is the full moon. Is it? It is. And I know that's not something you would normally yeah. know. I've but... had my whole day. <laughs> no, the full moon can do that. Well, ironically, this full moon, I'm going to be a total nerd for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, This full moon is in Leo, which is about superstar energy. I feel it. (laughs) And she called me or she messaged me this morning and she was just like, do you want to shoot tonight? And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Because we weren't really like supposed to shoot tonight, technically. I didn't, wow, look at that. Look at that. And you're like our our Beyonce. So I was like, she just kind of knew, maybe she doesn't follow it anymore intuitively. Yeah. Your feminine is like, it's cycle. Yeah, it it doesn't go away. It doesn't Ah. go away. So I'll actually, you know, host a podcast show now. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about, you know, what do you do for a living? I already know, but, you know, everyone on the show doesn't know yet, but you are in the beauty industry. So you are somewhat valid, right? So tell everybody what you do and, you know, here's your time to shine. All right. Hey, guys. So I'm Shavada Lisa again, <laughs> CEO and founder of Delafem Beauty. So Delafem Beauty Spa is a beauty and wellness company, and we help women define their own beauty mm-hmm. through skincare services like products and facials and makeup artistry. So our goal is to help women naturally enhance their beauty and Mm -hmm. also encourage you guys to do that inner work as far as affirming your own beauty as you are and just being the bad, I don't know if I can say the B word. You can spell it. I'll let you spell it. Being the bad bitch (laughs) you are, you know, like so much out there telling us that we're not enough and Delafin Beauty just reminds you, you're it, girl. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
you don't need anyone else. And you're down in Brickle, right? Yeah. Well, ironically, well, not ironically, I'm in a big transition in my life where I gave it up. Okay. So no physical place. No physical place. Okay. Um, even with the products, I'm I'm cutting it loose. I did what I needed to do in the industry. And um, I want to focus now on um, just sharing what I've learned. Okay. And opening up these types of conversations because I think that there are so many amazing new professionals or just, you know, the average woman, no matter what you're doing, mm -hmm. who don't really get the insight that they need from social media because we have, what, two minutes on a on the average video to share. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually in the process of starting my own podcast where it'll be for entrepreneurs to share their journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, and, and how you just really get up and put it on every day. Nice. Okay, we're gonna get into that yeah. way later because okay. I wanna like deep dive there. Yes. But you know, we promised, you know, beauty right now. Mm -hmm. And I actually, um, I'm gonna gloat for a moment, okay? Um, <laughs> so I actually got ready for you. I am not someone that day-to-day -day wears makeup, and it's not that I have anything against makeup. I grew up in the modeling industry, as we know, and we've talked, and I wore makeup pretty much every single day of my life, from like 8 to like 20. And with that, like, I have sat in so many all-stars, like makeup chairs, different types of things um, for runway shows, for catalogs you know, a whole different life for me. Mm -hmm. But I got ready maybe about two hours it took me because I was like, I'm going to curl my hair for her. I'm going to put on, you know, some like mascara. I had to go find my mascara. I can't have a makeup artist, right? <laughs> on a podcast. Like she's not going to let me just do audio. Like some guests just want to do audio. No. They don't want to record it. She's going to want to be in front of a camera and she's going to require me, you know, to like look a certain way because I don't want to look, you know, like a troll. <laughs> like the podcast. So like I went through and I even found my hoop earrings. I got, you know, the dazzled jacket on. Like you made me think of my past life in the modeling industry and you like for, I guess, maybe like that two hours, I was just like, this is my former life. And that was actually the best prep for the conversation that we're going to have because it reminded me of when I was on stage and this is a whole different life. I feel like I've had seven lives in one, to be honest with you. <laughs> but when I was on book tours, I or speaking events. I would go and be on stage and immediately the first thing I would ask when I arrived somewhere is like, where's the makeup artist? Right. Because I don't know where, like how to make myself yeah. look like this. She's just flattering me because she's my guest. Um, <laughs> but it's working. <laughs> working. But nonetheless, you're gonna make it hard for me to stay on track. Um, I just know it. She just makes me feel so good. Beyonce, good. Um <laughs> So I immediately started thinking about how when I would go on stage or on television and I didn't have my makeup done, mm -hmm. how my mindset was very different. Even when I went and watched it later on, even when I'm practicing, if I wasn't wearing my makeup, that confidence just didn't seem to shine through yeah. as strong on stage or on strong like on camera. Right. So let's start, you know, with the makeup industry. It has its pros, it has its cons. <laughs> what is your overall take as far as like, how does it affect your mindset? Well, um, we mentioned earlier,
earlier, I don't know if it was on camera, um, I, I told Air that I am a bit of a rebel. I do go against the grain. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my archetype in the industry, where even though the industry is very surface level, um, it's more catered towards this big glam and transformation, which is amazing at times. I've always taken an approach where celebrate your real beauty, mm -hmm. celebrate your inner beauty, being a beautiful person, embracing your natural features, and using makeup as a way to just enhance that. And that is what really like finds that confidence where it's like, okay, I look really good with this makeup, but now when I take it off, I still look really good and it's all good, you know? Um, so that's been my approach, but it's definitely been um, a learning curve for my market because that approach is just not popular mm. because when people wear makeup often, they typically want the transformation. They want the wow factor. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's amazing at times, but it's just really unhealthy. Like you said, when you were wearing makeup, on a regular basis, it was like temporary confidence. It's mm -hmm. like you put it on and then when you take it off, you almost become um, codependent mm -hmm. to it. And I'm a very sustainable person. I live a sustainable lifestyle and I approach beauty the same way. So even with my clients, some of them will come in and they'll want all this stuff, make me look like another person. And mm -hmm. there's been some conversations where I had to tell them, no, if you don't like it, you're going to have to get another artist because I think you're beautiful. We're just going to tweak this, tweak that, try it out. Mm -hmm. and see how you like it and um it always comes out amazing because it's just like you get to sh reveal a different version of that person to themselves mm -hmm. but that's still true to who they are and it makes them want to go home and be more intentional about their own beauty choices so let's get into that further because you have so many like golden nuggets and in my head i'm like jaw 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 but listen jaw 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 listen <laughs> That's how the Gemini mind works, right? Yeah. Um, the physical, and this is the first part of the title, right? Like mm -hmm. makeup changes your face, yeah. right? It literally transforms it. Yeah. And that transformation can be literally small or it can be like a whole different person. Yeah. So how, let's get technical for a moment, right? Like let's have the convo. How does that physically happen with, you know, these things that for a long time, I still don't know how to use half of them, like contour and <laughs> This is so like how does that work okay so um rule of thumb you highlight what you want to bring forth and you contour or, sh or shadow what you mm -hmm. want to pull back okay so go even deeper go so even deeper imagine like a 10 year old air has just went into ulta or sephora and she's just like i have no idea what i'm doing here right so so basically most of us want to sculpt our face right we want to make it just look more defined and so the way to do that is to let's say we got a little chubby got a mm -hmm. little double chin I, this is my thing i'm always trying to have my double chin if you want to shade that in and give it a pair of something slimmer you get a darker color mm -hmm. and you put it along the jawline and you just shade it upward and it literally cuts off you know, that excess skin, that excess weight. Same thing with our noses sometimes. If you want your nose to be a little bit slimmer, mm -hmm. you want to use a darker color on the edges and bring it down here to give that appearance of a slimmer nose. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to the under eyes, I mean, most of us are working women. <laughs> we have bags sometimes. <laughs> But everyone doesn't have to know that. So <laughs> that is where I come in. I'm like, 
Maybe not so much. I haven't figured out my uh, my um, my blending too much. Oh, I know that's another term. term. Yes, like, we're going we'll that way in a second. But I don't sleep a lot. Like okay. I try. I want to. But my mind is just like, what do I need to do next? Right? Yeah. Like I've got this project and this project to where. I'm gonna let you go, but right. I know and where so you're going. The with great that. thing about makeup is you can definitely live that hard body worker life and never look like it because we can just cover it up. Yeah, if I just would put it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? At the same time, you don't have to because we got skincare products to really mm -hmm. get rid of it. Okay. Okay. So that's another tail spin on it. So what but, would I do with just my under eyes? Because I totally cut you off, and I'm sorry. I oh yeah, no it. worries. So, no worries. Um, brightening concealer. Or if you're a more natural girl, you get a concealer that's true to your skin tone. But make sure that it has um, good coverage. Personally, I love cream concealers. I think it works on all skin types. Mm -hmm. And you just want to go against those bags. So whatever direction your bags are going, you want to bring that concealer in on the opposite end and pack it in there and fill it up. Do my bags go in a different direction? Um, so, so I've never no, heard that No, before. because some people's bags are like here. Some people's bags are like actually puffy oh yeah like everyone some people have like crow crow feet. look at my bag so where are so my bags at are they <laughs> yeah no you're the number they're just a little here you look like you're getting some sleep okay all right you sleep so yeah you just put a little brightening concealer right in there mm -hmm. pack it in and then you go in with a little bit of loose powder mm -hmm. to set it dust it off and they're gone okay so a little bit of my bags underneath okay a mental note, guys. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't for you guys anymore. This is for me. Mental note, bags are slightly under eyes. Got it. Um, or get more sleep. Yeah, as well. It's easier to <laughs> put the makeup on. <laughs> easy. So, okay. Now, we were talking about the transformation process. I feel like those are very small things, but you can get carried away, right? Yeah. So, how would somebody get carried away with, you know, their makeup? Oh, I think the easiest way to get carried away is not building up your product mm -hmm. and just going in for the kill. So a lot of times, especially when we're watching our favorite YouTuber influencer, they just get a whole heap of product and just smack it on and you expect it to be ready to go. Mm -hmm. Makeup is actually a process that you should enjoy. Mm -hmm. And you get the best results when you build it up little by little, meaning that first application, it may not cover up everything you're trying to hide. But if you just keep adding it as needed, eventually you'll get exactly where you want to go and it'll be very precise, very clean. Where do you get the patience for that? You have to love it. You have to love it. It is very tedious. I don't love, like, <laughs> I know I shouldn't say this because the whole podcast is about makeup. <laughs> if we could make makeup, like, this is like some sci-fi stuff, okay? <laughs> if we could make makeup to where you know i put a shield up and it takes like 10 seconds and they just like spray it on me and then i get to take down the shield and like i'm good and i, I wear it every day i promise they you kind of have that. you can do a little airbrush yeah. i did airbrush when i was ugh. i might have been like 17 when airbrush was like a thing yeah like, airbrush isn't a thing anymore no, right it's like, too much it's, it's the little kid it's crazy, it's right yeah. unless you're doing like avatar makeup then it's like wow right yeah. but um, 
even then, like it didn't take 10 seconds. I had to like switch out all the nozzles and then you different color, like, but if they could make the whole process like five minutes or less, Mm -hmm. I think I'd wear it every day. I think I'm just lazy. I'm the problem in the words of Taylor Swift. (laughs) Like after you get past that um, discovery phase and you learn what works for your skin, makeup can take five to 10 minutes. You Mm -hmm. just use a few products. You don't need everything in Sephora. Okay, good, because I can't afford right, it. Right, right. <laughs> I never be carried away. You have your few go-to products. You have your steps in your head. And it can take, like, five to ten minutes. Like, I, it, it can be really quick and easy. I feel like that's your next business move. Right yeah. there. Like, I'll be your guinea pig. I'll do that for you. I'll be your guinea pig. Um, if you want to take my makeup back <laughs> and just throw out everything that I don't need. It's actually really smart. And then tell me, hey, Air, it comes with a little, you know, a package or, you know, a little instruction kit. This is gold. Whoever is listening to this, if you don't do it, I want to be part of this company. Like, you know, I deserve intellectual rights. You can look at me. I'm listening. I'm listening. So this is the the go-to. We'll rename it something cool. Like, you know, like... Minimize, I don't know. Minimize and five. Or, you know, something. (laughs) But, you know, name later, concept first. So, basically, I'm going to give you my makeup bag, and I'll be like, 10 minutes or less. You know, maybe even five. If you can do five, oh, that's sweet spot. I love five. Um, There's very few things I want in five minutes or less, but my makeup. Right. uh, You know where I was about to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Makeup can be one. The other thing, absolutely not. Myself back in Gemini's and Leo's. So, <laughs> either way, here. I, Leo. I okay, this is so off track. Sidetrack, I'm sorry. But I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and it will blow your mind. You know how I blew your mind earlier? Yeah, I did. So, like, I'm gonna blow your mind one more time, and this is it. My first seven boyfriends, first seven boyfriends seven. were all born. On August 1st. Get out of here. I had a problem. What in the world? <laughs> My last one was a cancer, so I broke the habit. I, you know, I literally switched okay, it. Okay, that's you a know? Switch. Yeah, and you know, we had a long relationship. He's fantastic, awesome. Um, so I broke the habit, but right before I got together with him, I went on a date with a neurosurgeon, and he was fantastic, great guy. I'm the problem. This is the t- <laughs> this is the Taylor Swift episode right here. I'm the problem, anti-hero. And with that, um, we were like on date like six or seventh. And, you know, I was vibing with him. Like, we could have probably got married for all I know. But I finally asked a question. And I was like, so when's your birthday? <laughs> we were casually on this beautiful skyscraper and like the fuel, romantic type of thing. And he goes, August 1st. And I was just like, it was so nice meeting you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and again, I'm the problem. I was the toxic one. And I was just like, I am never going to go out with you again. And he didn't get it. And like I told him exactly what I told you is, you know, we, um, my previous seven were all born on the same day. And so I was just like, that's wild. Yeah, he was a little mad. He was just like, I won't be that way. And I'm like, oh, whatever. You can't help it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm problem, but it's okay. <laughs> A little bit of trauma there. I'm going to tuck that back in the box. 
tracks. Because okay, I, um, I am so off track, and I'm supposed to be the one that keeps us okay. lit. But being rebellious, okay. rebellious one. So, nonetheless, I, I graduated from that problem again. You know, I had a cancer, and now I'm single. So, just promise me. She's single in Miami, guys. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about single in Miami. These people are dangerous. They're fun. No. No, just kidding. Okay, let's talk about experimenting with colors. <laughs> because there is a very natural look, and I love a good natural. Yeah. But I feel like there's something to be said with your mindset when you start to experiment, especially mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. Do you have any type of, you know, energy or vibe with that, or do you just stick with natural? Mostly I stick with natural, but I do get smitten sometimes. Okay. Because, little tidbit, before I became a makeup artist, I was a sketch artist. So okay. I was sketching like design dresses and things like that. I'm super creative. Mm -hmm. So I always um, use that as like my fun fundamental foundation when it comes to makeup. And uh, when I get into colors, I get very artsy. Like I'll paint your whole face. Okay. Literally. Not my whole body? I could paint your whole body. I mean, that would be kind of cool. I could, I could maybe an avatar. Yeah, I could <laughs> do an avatar look. Um, so yeah. I like to experiment with colors, with textures. Mm -hmm. um, I've even had some experience with prosthetics, which is really wild. I've done like alien makeup and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, you are from the Illuminati. <laughs> they can't afford me. Oh, they can't afford me. If you got okay, just you know, saying it straight up. If anybody is part of the Illuminati and you know needs a new member, I sign up. I got a message one time. It was probably scammy, but it was the weirdest scam ever. He's like, would you like to be part of the Illuminati? I'm like, what the heck? I don't think the Illuminati is going to mess up. I know they're not, but it's so crazy that people would even use that. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're wild. They're getting creative these days. Anyway. Anyway. Colors. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have a... I do have love for colors, especially on your complexion. We can do like anything. Mm -hmm. I love to draw and, you know, do little pictures. And sometimes I'll even glue a flower on there mm -hmm. if I'm really feeling it. I'll do so, a flower chart. It's not my signature, but yeah. So outside of this, because we know that some makeup artists, they love it. Like Jeffree Star, right? Mm. He loves color so much that he made palettes of color. Right? So I feel like for your mindset, though, and your mental health, especially as an artist, makeup artist, or, mm -hmm. you know, colorist, like that could be a really essential tool for like your toolkit when it comes to yeah. your mental health, right? It could. Be, I mean, it depends on the artist mm -hmm. and their specific form of expression. Mm -hmm. Like for me, my love was skin. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to um, help people achieve a healthier look as far as the foundation when it comes to makeup. Mm -hmm. And because everyone has a unique skin texture, that is a science, trying to find the right um, kind of products. Are you cream? Are you liquid? Are you bold? Should we mm -hmm. use powder? You know, so that's kind of where I, you know, get my kicks and giggles. It shows up as just a very clean, flawless look, mm -hmm. but it's actually a lot that goes into it. I've never heard of it, that approach, but it's so valid. Yeah. As far as like, okay, maybe you don't want to go colors. Maybe you're not vibrant, but you want to be expressive. Mm -hmm. Like you, um, I learned that liquid is terrible for me in Miami. Yeah. Versus like they are like mineral powders only when you're in Miami. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Because it's so humid. So, exactly. Yeah. But with that, you're just like, okay, you don't want to go too heavily on it. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's really going to be that negative impact. Right. And so as a artist or as somebody that's like trying to um, paint your face, 
right? That's the word that they tend to use. Yeah. Do you go into, well, um, do you go into like hiding the insecurities or are you someone that just like, no, maybe your skin is untoned and we're going to actually highlight that, especially yeah. like in a photo shoot or in something more natural. Yeah, I'm definitely more, um, I'm definitely more of the latter. So, um, the, the funny thing about skin is we have all these undertones. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times when we're at home and we don't know, we get something that we think matches and sometimes it matches, sometimes it doesn't. The woman at Sephora life. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I mean, all of us have different undertones and it's so many different factors. Mm -hmm. So I take a good look at my canvas, which mm -hmm. is my client every time. And I find three colors and I'm like, okay, we're going to balance this out. Like, we're going to dissect your face. We're going to dissect everything here, and we're going to come up with a cure to balance it out more so than to cover it. Mm -hmm. And now, if it's a blemish, yes, I'm going to cover a blemish. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as, like, discoloration, like, depending on where it is, it could be a beautiful thing. Like, I have dark eyes. Like, mm -hmm. my... I don't, wear, I don't have an eyeshadow. I don't wear eyeshadow. Oh, really? Yeah. I 100% thought that you were wearing like a smoky brown, no, like caramel just, type of eyeshadow. That's that was the I... extent of my makeup knowledge, by the way. <laughs> that was good stuff. all the way. So, yeah. And also, when I was super insecure about mm -hmm. that because kids would call me like raccoon eyes. Mm -hmm. But maybe I learned how to cover up this under eye. And it looks like a smoky eye. Yeah. You look you know, And it's clean. It doesn't look like packed on or anything it's, mm -hmm. it's our real eyes wow. so that's how i approach um my clients when they have imperfections i kind of see the beauty in it and work around it mm. yeah. so i'm gonna be vulnerable for a moment okay um i feel like if you don't need to know my diaries by the way like these last <laughs> podcast episodes i'm just like i'm gonna be vulnerable i'm gonna tell on myself or i'm gonna sell it a secret like i should probably stop talking so much but nonetheless i'm gonna do it anyways because yeah. i feel like it's relatable for me, I get super red, especially whenever I get nervous or excited. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if I'm going on a date. It doesn't matter if I'm on stage. It doesn't matter if I'm just like getting on a podcast, right? Yeah. So I recognize that I have this like red in me, right? Mm -hmm. But I use that or makeup to be able to kind of cover it up or even like a makeup filter, right? If you yeah. know, if you have media, that kind of helps. But what about um, the other colors? Like mm -hmm. you said that you looked at me and you're like, I can see three colors. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I, I see white. <laughs> I see white. Yeah. So how do you identify that? And like, how would somebody else be able to identify if they were like a newbie? Hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> does anyone know how to find a color wheel? Ooh, I know Google. Google, you can Google a color wheel, right? And that teaches you the foundational colors okay. of every color that's used to make a color, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you kind of get familiar with that, you'll be able to see it in other people. Like I'm looking at you, you have olive undertones. I've never heard that. You have olive undertones, oh, okay. yes. And then you're also warm though. Oh no, I'm in trouble. So if okay. ever you get foundation, you want to get a warm foundation versus a cool foundation. But if you mix both, that's the sweet spot because the olive is technically cool. Uh -huh. And although the warm is more dominant, if you have just a little bit of that cool tone as well, it'll be the perfect match all year round. I have a secret. Again, I'm just exposing all of my flaws and I don't even care because I'm learning so much. And that to me is growth, right? This is yeah, a it is. growth podcast. Right. I am the example. Um, so I will go ahead and tell you, I have never heard that I had any warmth in me okay. my entire life yeah. with 
all of the makeup artists I've sat down with, they've mm -hmm. always told me that I was cool toned. Mm -hmm. And you're like, absolutely not. You've been in Miami, girl. Maybe. It's like yeah. I've been yeah. blessed by the sun. Yes. Around, <laughs> yes. Around here, mm -hmm. around here, I can see like this warm peachy color. Okay. For sure. And maybe that's because I'm like heated. I'm like, I love this. I also, and I don't know if you've heard of this trick before, but I was told maybe when I was just like a lass, and there's my accent for you, <laughs> um, that if you pinch your skin on your wrist, because your wrist is like the closest to your yeah. face. It's, and tell me if you disagree. That's true. We'll have this convo, right? Um, but if you pinch it, you look to see what color it turns mm. like if you pinch it for like 30 seconds and that's how i like learned that i had orange and i had um the red in me okay so like i don't know if you've ever pinched yourself you just taught me something <laughs> never heard that i was like can you tell if it's me but you're right wow i've never heard that trick really no and then you know you probably know this one though like for the foundation if you don't want to test it on your face you test it on your wrist yeah yeah so, for like, sure same type of concept like here we go i got like this reddish wow, orange because it brings you your undertone. all the blood to the surface right that's the cheat sheet you don't need a color wheel it was like i'm basic <laughs> guys i don't have time for that fancy color wheel because i yeah. think it's a bit complicated yeah. but at the same time like if you're a master right if you're gonna be a makeup artist mm -hmm. or a you hair have to like to the other 100 yeah. because you're counteracting it right mm -hmm. like if it's a blemish it's red you use green yeah depending on the skin tone <laughs> I was like, but on your skin tone, yeah, green. I was like, okay, yeah. well, I only know me, and I'm yeah. barely nothing. I'm still learning who I am. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, all the colors like are spiritual oh. right there. <laughs> still learning who I am. That's the beauty of it. We're always going to be learning who we are. So, does this tie in? You were throwing some like complete oddball terms to me earlier and you know this is a collaborative project right and i was just like come on the podcast and you know join my club and with that um you know i send out you know this lovely little idea sheet and she feeds me back some words and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> but you know like i'm open to the conversation so what did you mean when you said like authentic beauty concept oh i'm so glad you asked <laughs> authentic beauty concept okay so a lot of what we think is beautiful isn't really true to who we really are oh we're gonna get spiritual it is a spiritual, okay. yeah it's a spiritual thing because if we have not done the work to really accept ourselves and embrace ourselves as we are mm -hmm. we are going to eat whatever is thrown at us mm -hmm. for example what that looks like is so caught up with the trends every time there's a new trend you're buying new products you're changing the way that you show up in the world mm -hmm. versus having a solid look that you're confident in that's true to yourself and rocking with it regardless okay so i think it's super important for women to form an authentic beauty con concept because if we don't we're always going to be on this hamster wheel they're always going to tell us well you have to do this now we like this now we like that and it's like, what do you like? Mm. Who are you? You know, let's let's rock on that. Would you say that you need to develop the authentic beauty concept before you even start wearing makeup? I think it would be helpful because if you start wearing makeup and you haven't really grown to love yourself, it can take away your confidence it's where we get the yeah. negative side right? yeah and then it starts with makeup and they can go into so many other things so, so 
I'm going to make you put on your spiritual guru hat. <laughs> and if you don't feel confident, I'll, I'll dive into the trances with you and we'll figure it out together. Yeah. So let's say that, you know, how do I say this? I'm almost 29 and I don't even like saying that, but like, I'm actually kind of proud at the same time. I have yeah. my best year, actually. 28. Hmm. I thought it was going to be, you know, a little broke. <laughs> but, you know, like I turned 29 in June. I'm, I'm accepting birthday gifts, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's like closure to Valentine's Day gifts, but like I'll accept those All too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why not? Um, <laughs> send them to fly with air. <laughs> but I am someone that even when I was putting on my makeup tonight, I was just like, I feel really insecure that I'm not doing this right. And then I was like, well, should I even be doing this? And I was like, well, it is a beauty, you know, podcast. I should probably, you know, try and all of those things. But it kind of took me back to my adolescence. Um, mm-hmm. Other than when I was on stage and everything like I never put on makeup myself because no one actually taught me how the things worked I kind of was sitting in the chair you know eight years old nine years old and I was just like these people are putting stuff on my face and it's supposed to make me pretty and this was really messing with you know I was a child it was messing with my mindset I didn't get to know my face right right because every single day and this is the gift of or the gift and curse of the modeling industry is the fact that when you're sitting in a chair, your job as the model is to transform into whatever the client wants. Mm -hmm. So I would look in the mirror and watch these makeup artists do their thing and they were phenomenal artists, Mm -hmm. but I would be at the end, um, you know, Makeup takes like what? And officially like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And then they continue to go put powder on your nose. <laughs> and yeah, for me, I would lick my lips. So they were always like, stop licking your lip there. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, but, I was like, but nonetheless, every single time I looked in the mirror, I was a different image mm-hmm. day to day. So I never got to know my face in that regards. So the beauty concept, what you just said, the authentic beauty concept, if I feel like if you go and you start experimenting and trying to find your look, like yeah. what you just said, go find that signature look that captivates you, mm-hmm. but you don't know who you are. Yeah. Yet that's yeah, where you trip up on your mental health. That look is going to keep changing. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the real spiritual work outside of beauty. At eight years old. What your spiritual group? <laughs> I mean, you're in a unique situation, mm-hmm. you know. I can I can imagine like pageant girls and things like that. So that's really tough. I have a pageant queen coming on tomorrow night. Really? Uh, I love that you did that. She did not know to do that, I guys. Did not like know. she completely segued for my pageant queen <laughs> tomorrow. And I'm like, yes, this is like the best advertising you can't buy. <laughs> But yeah, 100%. I feel like pageant um, contenders as well as models kind of share that journey. Yeah. And sometimes they do cross-correlate, right? Mm-hmm. And people in the entertainment industry in general, you could be part of the circus and yeah. you still could have this type of interaction with people. Or you could just be an eight-year-old living in 2023 because they start early. Yeah, because they didn't have all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, we love y'all, but it's a lot. You know, yeah, I don't know a lot of people telling you you're supposed to look like this. This is how you do it. But you know, that's what I love about your transition from the modeling industry to flying with air, because that was, to me, it seems like that was your moment to say, hey, I'm going to find myself and I'm going to help other people find themselves. And then we're going to create a community, mm-hmm. you know, of people who just love it on each other, loving themselves. And that's, that's the most fulfilling thing anyone can ever do. I'm going to make you cringe for a second, okay? <laughs> As a makeup artist, I'm going to make you cringe. Your soul will probably be happy, okay. but your makeup artist side will cringe. 
So I'm ready. <laughs> when I finally said, you know, the modeling industry, and I would probably, you know, if Stella McCartney called me up, I can get back on the stage. But you know, you know, Vogue wants me on the cover, I'll be like, okay. I'll get out my black stilettos. I can do that for you. Yeah. Um, or the Louis Vuittons with the red on the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Calm down, air. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, if I'm going to make you cringe, when I let go of that chapter of my life, mm-hmm. I actually went and I did not wear makeup for three years. I did I not love that. have makeup. I did not want people to put makeup on me. I didn't even wear chapstick. And for me, it was about that spiritual growth mm-hmm. because I was not spiritually and my mindset, my confidence, my self-esteem wasn't there. Yeah. And granted, a lot of people on this podcast also know like a bit of my history as far as like trauma and things of that nature that would have affected that. Mm-hmm. But most of it could have also come from the way I grew up. Yeah. And those self-imposing identities I constantly had to become. Mm-hmm. I had to be the show, right? So I didn't wear makeup for three years. But during that time, I got to know the rest of me. And that was the beautiful part. So I was just like, okay, I'm not just the pretty face. And I had grown up, and that's, and I, again, I'm being vulnerable here, but that's how anybody ever said. It was like, Aaron, you're so beautiful. Or back then they called me Phoenix because I had, flaming red hair and that was like my signature look it's like i have the flaming red hair and they were just like oh you're so striking or you're so beautiful or you know you're captivating all these amazing words but they're always about my physical mm-hmm. and nobody ever commented on the fact that my iq was through the roof mm-hmm. that i had degrees to back it up they didn't yeah. care about the fact that like yeah. i knew how to about, like budget my finances mm-hmm. at 13. what 13 year old knows how to pay rent <laughs> so like <laughs> I didn't care about that because all they saw was like the physical, right? So I took a hiatus from all makeup, but that's when I got to know my face, right? And makeup does change your face. That's Mm -hmm. why, you know, we put it in the title. But I was just like, okay, if I don't want to go and like cover all these blemishes because I still had acne. I had acne until I was 25. That's how long it took me to figure out my skin and my face. I had a little bit of a delay. Right. But like, I, um, you know, I, I still have periods. Right. So I still right. have those moments where I'm like, Ooh, let's put powder on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but during that time, I didn't remember. I told you absolutely no makeup back. So I had to go learn my face yeah. and that's where the skincare came in. Come on. And so let's go into that. Like if you were just absolutely like me, just like no for the makeup, mm-hmm. like you can still transform your skin. Oh, absolutely. With skincare. It's way more fun, too. So I'm an esthetician. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm ready for my facial. I haven't had a facial this month. Yeah. (laughs) They like a dollar short. I'm just, you know. Oh. down. I mean, I live like 15 minutes away. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I love that you did that. I think every woman should do that. I've done that. When I was in school, um to get my license for aesthetics, that's how I got licensed to do makeup as well, I was so intrigued by skincare hmm. because it was, I felt like a little scientist, you know? you just learning about the different products and the properties of the ingredients. It was so fun that I just, I didn't, I felt like it was healthy. Hmm. Makeup was fun and it was a way to express myself, but skincare was like, this is healthy. Like that introduced me into spirituality. 
it introduced me into healing, all of that, because I had to look at myself in the mirror every day. And love yourself. And love myself. I, whether, no matter what I look like, mm -hmm. I had to say, this is what it is. And if I want to make it better, I'm going to take the slow road and I'm going to find the right products and build a consistent regimen mm -hmm. and just and fix it for real, not cover it up, not hide. And I think that experience helped me build discipline. It helped me embrace who I was and really learn what confidence was for real. So with that experience, I'm, yeah, I might go ahead and say, you know, we're of the same cloth here. Mm -hmm. When I went back to wearing makeup, um, probably when I was like, I don't know, 24, that type of like age, I felt better about it. Like I didn't even go full face and I rarely go full face unless I'm going to be on camera or unless I, you know, want to impress that guy. <laughs> go full face anymore um so with that or you know even on stage like i told you with the whole confidence being on stage mm -hmm. i just would wear like mascara or i'd wear a bold lip um on those days i, I feel insecure mm -hmm. and people tend to like actually it's ironic when you wear the red lip that's yeah. when people compliment you those are the days i'm feeling the most insecure if you see the red lip wow to be honest with you and i'm like i'm hiding it all behind power <laughs> yeah so, did you feel more confident when you went back to wearing makeup after your little hiatus? Um, absolutely. I felt more confident just in general because mm -hmm. I had learned to just accept my face. I was like, this is, this is what I got, you mm -hmm. know? And um, I did makeup differently. I didn't try to cover it up. I didn't overdo it. Like you said, it was very soft. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, I just want to cover up a little here, a little there, give it a nice radiant glow, and I'm good. Mm. I'm good. And I felt more confident. And I think I also got more compliments, but it was the more the internal sunshine coming through than the makeup. Mm. And, oh, it's just a different vibe where it's like, you know what, I'm that girl no matter what, you know? Do you think most people wear makeup because of other people or do you think most people wear makeup for themselves? I think it's a bit of both. It depends on the person. It depends on where they are. Some people really do love experimenting and creating bold looks, and it's a part of their outfit. Mm -hmm. And I would never say those people are insecure or don't know themselves. Okay. So those people are there, too. Um, but there are also people who use it to kind of cover up and fit a mold mm -hmm. to make them more acceptable. Someone I would think that's probably in that first category, mm -hmm. like they just are super expressive and I want her on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And you, I think you know who I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. She's one of them for and sure. Like, yeah. I'm the type of woman that was like, I want you, I have you. She's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. She's a. I want Carla. Yes. Right. This is like, were we in sync? Yeah, we okay. were in sync. Yes. Like, because Clara, I look yes. at her. Um, you said Clara? Clara, yeah. Clara, Sorry, my accent comes out. So ah. I'm so, like, so, <laughs> oh, no, can So, so I'm, now I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. You talk. <laughs> no, Clara is, oh, I hope she comes on the show. She is the embodiment, embodiment of that. Like, she wakes up every day. It doesn't matter where she's going. And it's like, I'm doing my eyes. Mm -hmm. And baby, I love color. And it's like, it's so her personality. Mm -hmm. It's so her personality. And she looks stunning doing it. And she looks stunning every day. And again, it's that internal sunshine because mm -hmm. it's true to her. Uh-oh. 
that's true to her and she's really expressing herself and sharing that part of herself with the world that we all just feel that confidence we feel that love oh yeah when i met her i was like i might have a blue check mark but she had something i didn't <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she has something just like, she she just radiates and oh oh my gosh she just called me oh that's ironic she called me See, while i was on here that is a sign that she, she needs to be her. on here. Yeah. Like, and if you like, if you don't know, we are at forty-four minutes. She needs to be on here. Okay. You just let her know to fast forward to forty-four minutes. Yeah. So, I want to cover one more thing before we get into like celebrating you. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you mentioned. It was another one of those words that I'm like, <laughs> is she talking? Am I that old that I no longer know, or am I that disconnected? No, I make else? up my own words. No one else. Okay. Yeah. So. What is the girls' era? Because I think of those old Nike shows where they're like, power. and I'm like, okay, I thought we were all powerful. I definitely made that. If a boy up. can do it, I can do it. I promise. I definitely made that up. But what I was referring to is um, just it's like the trends. You know how it's like clean girl era, rich girl era or um i want to be rich girl era yeah i don't even know what that is but it's it, now the disappearing girl era it's all type of random things they put an era on the back and then you have so many people say okay well how do i embody this soft life era or boss babe era and it's just like sis for those of you all that can't see the like image those of you all that are watching live <laughs> i have such a confused look on my face i have I been hiding under a rock or is this like, what was this? Is this like hot girl summer? Some, yeah, but it's like, and Ella, it's hot like girl three summer years was late, like the original, right? Okay. But now they kind of took a spin on it and throw era on the back. And so the trends keep changing, but they just throw era uh -huh. and then people try to like have fit into that. I'm going to stick in my spiritual bubble. Yeah. <laughs> my little fairy yeah, garden. I feel like it's good for my mental health. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what era are we even on then? Because you just named like seven. I know Taylor Swift's eras. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, that. there's so many different eras. It's just yeah. whatever era you identify with. Okay. Um, Can there be multiple eras at one time then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. you name a couple? So I feel like I'm up there, with the time. Oh, they can be, oh, they can be, I don't know, my healing girl era. I like that. That's definitely a big one. Mm -hmm. um, my... Well, you said you like rich girl era. We always yeah. Oh, I like rich girl era. Okay, I'm for that one. It's just any honestly anything you want to be. If you put era on the end, there's gonna be a trail into people that say, "Hey, I resonate with that." How do I do podcast that? era? Podcast <laughs> era is the thing. They haven't coined it yet, but so many people are coining it. It's coming. All right, I'm right here. The virality started here come on now like in the caption i'm in my podcast era exactly <laughs> i'm so showing my age and don't care podcast era yeah oh, i can even put air podcast and nobody's gonna even know because they'll be so confused that they're gonna think they'll crazy. catch they'll they don't care okay you yeah, back me on. up on this whenever it becomes a thing we're gonna be like this started with this girl yes so when i start my podcast i'm gonna hashtag it <sighs> like i'm in my air podcast <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this has been such a beautiful and just refreshing full moon energy conversation from my Beyonce lookalike. <laughs> Thank you. It was like that Leo energy came out tonight. <laughs>
So I want everybody to be able to celebrate you, right? And I want them to be able to find you, not necessarily knock on your door because you yeah. don't have one of those anymore. <laughs> but you told me that you have, you know, different projects going on. Yeah. And then you're not focusing so much on the beauty anymore. You're focusing yeah. more on like entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. yeah. So what does that look like? So that just looks like um, opening up the floor for more conversations. So I do have a podcast in the works, but you won't see it until I put it out. <laughs> but you can expect uh, for me to be doing more features and just sharing my experience um, and also partnering with other people like Air mm -hmm. to share their experience so we can really create a space of like tr true authentic guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it's important to have good counsel mm -hmm. and in the mix of it all, it's hard to weed out what's good and what's not. Mm -hmm. um, Tanya so, said something last week about the board of directors for your life. Right. So right. Like, I have those five people. So yeah, I've, I've connected with some amazing people on my entrepreneurship journey that I respect and mm -hmm. they dropped so many gems on me and I just want to open the floodgates up mm -hmm. for anyone who just needs to hear it. Summing up for floodgate era. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodgate era, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking game changer. It's mm. not official, but game changer, game changer. Yeah. It has yeah. a ring to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, what about if somebody wants to work with you? Like, do you have a contact, a website? You want them to find you on Insta? Find me on Insta at Call Her Femme, F E double I am still a makeup artist, so um, if you guys want to book with me, feel free to reach out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm um. Definitely on the set, I'll come to you. So that's definitely a way for you to get all this good information on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good with that, 100%. Yes. So, all right, love. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Spiritual and Growth Mind, Mind Podcast. I can't even talk right now. Mindset Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You have been a delight, Siobhan. You guys well. And you. I hope that everybody has a great night. This has been a live recording, and this will probably be up in a few weeks, but I'm excited for it. Yes. So, all right. Sayonara. Bye, guys.